In the Spooklight, The Mummy's Tomb from 1942. This is a reprint from a column I originally wrote in 2013. With apologies to Michael Myers, Karis the Mummy just might be the scariest monster who can't outrun a turtle ever to lumber across a movie screen. And he's never been more frightening than in today's Spooklight feature, The Mummy's Tomb from 1942. The Mummy's Tomb has always been my favorite Karis mummy movie. The makeup here on Karis by Jack Pierce, the man who created most of the iconic universal monsters, including Boris Karloff's monster in Frankenstein in 1931, is by far the best mummy makeup of the Karis series. It's also my favorite due to nostalgic reasons, as I owned an 8mm Castle Films copy of it when I was a kid, the film also boasts the most exciting ending of any Mummy movie, period. Karis the Mummy was featured in four Universal Mummy movies, and in the Hammer Films remake of The Mummy, 1959, starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee as Karis. But it was Lon Chaney Jr. who played the definitive Karis, appearing in three Universal Mummy movies, the first being The Mummy's Tomb. The Mummy's Tomb opens with a comprehensive synopsis of the previous film in the series, The Mummy's Hand, from 1940. So if you've missed this first movie, no need to worry. The initial 10 minutes of The Mummy's Tomb brings you up to speed on previous events quite nicely. You can almost hear the voiceover narration, quote, previously on The Mummy's Hand, end quote. Stephen Banning, played by Dick Foran, the main character from The Mummy's Hand, recounts his adventures in, the, in that first movie to his son, John, played by John Hubbard, and his future daughter-in-law, Isabel, played by Elise Knox. And his story is shown via flashbacks. Little does Stephen know that over in Egypt, the high priest he thought he killed, Andoheb, played by George Zuko, still lives albeit he's now an old man, as 30 years have passed since the events of The Mummy's Hand. Hmm. With this timeline, shouldn't The Mummy's Tomb be taking place in 1970? Huh. Where are all the hippies? <clears throat> Andohab now turns over the mummy-carrying duties to his young protege, Mehmet Bey, played by Turn Bey, because Karis the Mummy didn't die either. Not only is Karis still alive, but he's put on some weight. Has he been eating too many tana leaves? No, he's just being played here by the husky Lon Chaney Jr. rather than Tom Tyler, who played him in The Mummy's Hand. Chaney has been criticized over the years for being too big and thick to look like an authentic mummy. But I've always liked this look as it made him scarier. I mean, Chaney isn't flabby and overweight. He's solid and huge like he could crush a man with his fists. Mohammed Bey brings Karis to the United States, to Massachusetts to be exact, to hunt down and kill the members of the Banning family. And that's pretty much it in terms of plot. The screenplay by Griffin J. and Henry Sucher is pretty standard. The strength of the mummy's tomb it's not, is not its plot, but its visuals. 
The movie contains some really neat scenes, and Karis has never looked creepier. Shots of Karis closing in on his victims still make me shudder, and some of the murder scenes in this one are downright brutal. Director Harold Young, not known for his genre work, really deserves a lot of credit for making a very chilling monster movie. Young also makes good use of shadows here. Many times we see Kairos only through his shadow. In fact, when Kairos creeps across, across the countryside at night, he is unseen except for his shadow, which falls upon several unsuspecting townsfolk. The shadow is used so frequently, I've often wondered if the shooting script was entitled The Shadow of the Mummy. Uh, there's a curious moment in the movie, in the scene where Karis attacks Babe, played by Wallace Ford, another character from The Mummy's Hand. After Babe shouts out Karis' uh, name, Karis' lips move as if he's saying something in response. It looks almost as if a scene of dialogue has been cut from the film. I've never read anything to support such a cut, and it wouldn't make sense in terms of the story anyway, since Kairos had his tongue cut from his mouth in the previous film and is mute. But if you watch this scene, you definitely see, you definitely will see Kairos's mouth move, and a cut does appear to have taken place right at this moment. Interesting. The ending is exceedingly memorable. The torch-wielding villagers in a chase scene reminiscent of the ending to Frankenstein from 1931. In fact, some of the footage from Frankenstein is used here. They chase Kairos, who's carrying an unconscious Isabel, and they trap him inside a large house. John Banning, the sheriff, and another man run inside the house to rescue Isabel. The climactic battle on the second-story porch between John, the sheriff, and Kairos while the villagers fling burning torches from below, it's pretty exciting. I, mean, I can't think of another mummy movie that has a better ending than this one. The cast is standard, and other than Lon Chaney Jr. as Kairos, no one really jumps out at you. However, the beautiful Elise Knox, who plays Isabel, is notable because she's Mark Harmon's mother. Miss Knox only recently passed away in 2012 at the age of 94. Ron Chaney Jr. actually does a stand-up job as Kairos the Mummy. Chaney played all four main movie monsters, the Wolfman, the Mummy, Dracula, and the Frankenstein monster. While he's most famous for his betrayal of Larry Talbot, a.k.a. the Wolfman, and rightly so, his three performances as Kairos the Mummy are more effective than his work as either Dracula or the Frankenstein monster. He makes Karis damn scary. His look is such that when he enters a room, he almost paralyzes his victims with fear, which is a good thing for him because with his limp, he's not going to catch anybody. You can outrun Karis running backwards. But Karis always seems to corner his victims. And once he's blocked the exit, his prey is as good as dead. Very few of the old Universal monster movies are frightening. But I would argue that The Mummy's Tomb, featuring Lon Chaney Jr.'s Carvers the Mummy, is one of the scariest. I dare you to watch it alone this summer without having nightmares of Carvers the Mummy breaking into your bedroom in the middle of the night. Over there, 
by the wall. Is that the mummy's shadow I see? <laughs>